Hey y'all, it's Cinnamon and I'm back with another episode of Sweet Tea Southern Mama doing Autism A to Z. Uh, last week was a very busy week for us. Um, that's why I didn't have the opportunity to record an episode. Last week was our very first week of school. Cortland started pre-K, um, 4K, um, and it was, it was a transition, let me tell you, um, of course, in the last episode, I did speak on, you know, transitions and how important routine is for, um, especially for Cortland, but most certainly for any kid or any child, but um, most importantly for those children that have different abilities, um, you know, that may be on the autism spectrum or have other special health care needs. Um, it is also important to make sure that before you start school, um, within the schools in your district, um, that the school is going to be a perfect fit for your child and that they are willing to be a part of the amazing team that you have already built with your, with your children's or your child's therapist and doctors and other individuals that are a part of your team, a part of your support, your support system. Um, I am very happy and actually very blessed to um, report that other than the very first day, which was last Monday, that our transition into 4K has been absolutely amazing and I'm over the top about it because while mom was, you know, very apprehensive about sending him back out into this world, this neurotypical world, my baby boy felt on the inside that he could do it. And he reads these words that we have on the wall in the bedroom each day. You got this. And he has got this. Now, as I stated, the very first day was very hard. It was traumatic for me. Um, just simply because of past experiences and just simply because of, you know, making sure that he got through the day without any type of distress, any type of, you know, breakdowns or meltdowns, um, or anything of that nature. All of his therapists were on board the very first day. And I want to take this moment, this opportunity to say thank you to each of them for being there for Cortland um, as we transition back into school, um, into regular school this year. Um, Margaret, his occupational therapy therapist, excuse me, is a godsend. Um, she was right there to get him reeled right in when he went into meltdown mode. She said, mom, you go, I've got this. Let us take care of your baby. And that's exactly what they did from her. She, he went on to Kathleen, who is his speech therapist. Um, she was able to get him very, very calm and have him transition back into the classroom without any issue whatsoever. And that just made my heart smile. Now we did have one hiccup um, once he got ready to visit with his early interventionist, Jaren. Um, when she came in, he was very excited to see her. But Cortland is the type of child that likes to have all eyes on him, all attention on him. And with it being his very first day, and with him receiving that type of attention from 
you know, Margaret and Kathleen in the beginning, Jaren came in and she, you know, spent a little time with Cortland, but then she kind of stepped away to talk with his teachers to give them a better understanding of how things need to happen when moving to next act to the next activities because it's this teacher it's his teacher's first time ever working with a child on the spectrum and that's absolutely okay you know she's willing to learn and that's what makes my heart smile even more they're being extremely patient with Cortland and um so from that point I think he did have several meltdowns to where he couldn't bring himself back so what I did was I ended up going to get him at about 12 o'clock he did about half a day on the very first day and hey that was success for us just simply because you know I didn't think we would get that far um but we were able to do the half a day on the first day he came home he took a nap we got up the next morning um he was a little apprehensive the next morning about going but again um it was margaret's regular day for him for occupational therapy so she was there to make the transition go a little smoother and um after she left him he was absolutely fine he did have some issues with um transitioning and redirection which is something that you know a lot of kids on the spectrum have or a lot of kids that have other you know different abilities may have transition and redirection come you know are hard for them in some in some instances so that's why it's important that you have the right fit for your child in regards of you know, the academic setting. And I'm believing that we have chosen the, the right academic setting for Cortland. Um, St. Michael's is a phenomenal school. Um, it's, you know, I love their curriculum. I love their process of keeping the parents involved on what's going on with the child throughout the day. And I think that's why we had so much success in the first week. So I'm going to rate our first week of school a 95% just simply because we had that very, you know, rough first day and we only did a half day and then we had about a 5%, you know, issue with transition and redirection on the second day but every other day after that he has been eager to get up in the morning um he gets himself dressed um he enjoys just being a part of the routine and I think that was like one of the biggest things that I was missing as a mom of a child on the spectrum and I think sometimes we tend to we want the world to treat them one way but in a sense we turn around and we treat them like their different ability is going to break them if we don't do things a b c d e f g x y and z one two three four five you know if we don't do it in that manner or in a certain order then we know that there may be you know a, a meltdown but sometimes you have to be willing to take a risk in order for them to be able to experience everything that life has to offer them and that's the one thing that mom mom has to learn that's the one thing that I have to learn as a parent of a child that is on the spectrum I have got to stop always trying to do things by the book 
even though I try not to do things by the book. Like I'm a planner. I'm not a fly by fly by the seat of my pants type of person. I don't really think I ever have been. But when you're on this type of journey, sometimes you have to step back and you have to open your eyes to doing things a different way. And that's what I'm learning more and more every day. While it was hard to see him in distress on last Monday when I left him at school, that was very hard. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be open. I'm going to be raw. I'm going to be real with you all. I cried because to see my child need me and me not be able to step in and comfort him, that hurt me a little bit because I didn't want to disappoint him. I didn't want him to think that mommy didn't care. All mommy wants is for him to get is his independence and be able to go and do things without mom, without Gigi, without, you know, his cousin London, without his Riri or his Kaisha or his Joy, or, you know, without those people that are, that play major roles in his life. And so when we transitioned back into school last week, those were some of the things that I had to work on. Um, as well. And there was one other thing that, um, you know, within this first week of school that I found myself having to work on is that, you know, if I want Cortland to be successful at a lot of stuff and I want him to be able to go out and be okay with me not being there or someone that he's really close to not being there, then there are some things that I need to work on within myself. Um, a, a lot of people don't know this, Um, but I have severe panic attacks. Um, I don't like to drive. I don't like to be in a car by myself. I just, I don't like there. I just have this really big fear that something drastic is going to happen and I just, I don't want to drive. So, you know, in order for Cortland to get to school, (laughs) mommy has to drive. So we had to figure this out. So what I've learned in making transitions into new things in our lives, opening new, going down new avenues, you know, down new roads, opening new doors, is that we have to lose that apprehension that we have about things that may plague our lives. And like the panic attacks, they plague my life. And um, if and they cause me to have a lot of tension and Cortland feeds off of my tension. So if I'm tense, he's going to be tense. So mommy had to kind of find a middle ground for that tension to go away. So Cortland could be okay with going to school and mommy leaving him there for eight and a half hours a day or seven and a half, however many hours it is a day for him to get the education that he deserves and that he needs. So I conquered a fear last week as well, just as Cortland conquered the fear of stepping out and going into the world and being okay with being away from mommy, being away from Gigi. Mommy conquered a fear too, and I'm able to get up and take him to school, go pick him up and, you know, just do things that I haven't been able to do in quite some time. And I want, and I want to say that a lot of my anxiety or the panic attacks from the anxiety comes with this overwhelming life that I live on a daily basis. Being a parent of a child that has a special need is not a glamorous life. 
I'm not going to paint it as a glamorous life, no matter how great your team is, no matter how large your support system is. At the end of the day, you are that number one person in that child's life. So essentially, everything falls onto you, into your lap. And that causes a heck of a lot of stress. So you have to find the middle ground. You have to find your balance and you have to find some sort of self-care to keep yourself going because if you do not, then you will find yourself with high stress, high anxiety, having multiple panic attacks, not just outside of your house, but inside your house, just because you're so overwhelmed or overcome with everything that you have going on. So what I've learned in this in just this past week, what I've learned is that Cortland and I, I've always known that we are a team. It's me and Cortland. And I always say it's me and Cortland against this world with a support system. But in order for me to be the best for him so that he can be the best, I have to get over my fears so that I can help him get over the fears that bring on a lot of challenges that he will face in this world. And I believe that I have been able to do that just by, you know, being by getting him back out there and getting him in school and feeling like I'm doing more than just, you know, doing therapy with him at home or, you know, just doing homeschool or just hanging out with him. You know, we're able to experience a lot more, a lot more stuff together at this point. I enjoy dropping my baby boy off at school. I enjoy our conversations in the car in the morning. Although most of it just goes, we're going to the classroom. We're going to the classroom. We're going to the classroom. Hey, I'll take that over any anything any other day just to hear words come out of his mouth so this po this episode or you know topic the focus is kind of all over the place just simply because I just want to talk about our for his first week back to school and you know me conquering a fear that I've had for since I was a senior in high school and I'm almost 45 um, being able to reconquer those fears and step out on faith and both of us get through the very first week of the let's say the beginning of the rest of our lives, you know, last week was the beginning of the rest of our lives. We started anew, we started afresh. And I think a lot of people, you know, that may deal with that families that may deal with children that have special needs, special health care needs or different abilities may sometimes just feel stuck in a rut because you there are things that you wish to do with your children, but you just find it kind of impossible because it seems like society has dealt you this hand or they have put this label or stereotype on you and your family as to where oh you know don't invite that family because that kid acts this way because he's on the spectrum or he has this special health care need so we we pull ourselves into a bubble and we stay there and we are afraid to take chances on anything um, and I've been privy to a lot of, you know, um, posts and a lot of groups that I'm a part of 
um, this this week or this month or last week or, you know, over the like I said, over the you know last month or whatever, you know, kids returning to school and the apprehension and the, you know, that this that the parents are feeling just simply because they want their children to be successful. Well, here's what I learned in just one week. And it goes back to what I said in the beginning. You have to have that support system or that team, in my opinion, in place that's going to work for you and not against you. And that's everyone. That's from mom to dad to sister to brother to aunt to uncle to grandma to grandpa uh, to therapists, to doctors, to teachers, to principals, to assistant principals, to get to counselors. That's everyone. And this is how our process started. When we first, I knew it was coming that Cortland was, I was bound and determined that he was going to go back to school when he got ready to start 4k. We were going to homeschool for a year to help him rebuild his confidence in himself that was taken away from him at Chesterbrook Academy and rebuild it for him so that rebuild it for him so that he could go out and be successful within another classroom setting. So we homeschooled for a year and we focused on his therapies. We focused on getting him prepared for this giant step. Well, when we first started to we set out to start to look at schools or whatever public school was an option you know private school was also an option so I wanted to try public school because I thought you know in public school he could still receive his services but we could still keep our therapists and receive services at home as well well we went in for um this meeting or this screening thing um within one of the school districts here um Richland County School District 1 and when we first went in and we met with like the occupational therapist and the speech therapist and the school nurse that were a part of the um, special education services for the school district, um, they were very, very nice, really nice. It was the school psychologist that I found issue with that, you know, um, some of the comments that she made regarding his screenings and his testing and um, things of that nature um, she just pretty much basically told me that the people that had screened him or, you know, weren't qualified, weren't, they weren't qualified to make that type of diagnosis. So that just kind of like rubbed me the wrong way because like lady, I mean, yeah, you're a school psychologist, kudos to you, clap, clap, clap. But here's the other thing. These are professional medical professionals. I mean, you're a medical professional, but these are doctors, this is what they do. So do not tell me that they are not qualified to make this diet, give my child this clinical diagnosis. And for you to say that my child needs to be in a self-contained classroom, which we knew was not the case because of where we were. You can't make that assumption just by looking at him right away. Like you can't make that assumption. So I pondered it. 
And it was like, okay, well, we could move from this district and move into another, another district. But then, you know, looking for a new house that takes time and, you know, you don't want to, do you want to rent? Do you want to buy? What do you want to do? And these are decisions that we're, we're still dealing with, you know, today or whatever. Um, so I was like, okay, well, we'll just look. I started to look at private schools because I always was like homeschool or private school is what I wanted for Cortland. But when he was diagnosed, when he got the clinical diagnosis of autism, I thought public school was going to be the best route for him. So that's why I essentially hopped on the public school bandwagon. Nothing wrong with public school. I'm a product of public school and I think I turned out pretty well. I went to college. I have a degree. I graduated, you know, all that stuff. So and public school. But so I started to look at private schools and I, you know, made a phone call to this one school here, St. John Newman Catholic School. And I, you know, talked to the lady on the phone and I explained our situation to her. And, you know, I told her that he had a clinical diagnosis of autism spectrum disorder. And I wanted to know if their school would be able to facilitate him. And she said that what the principal liked to do was sit down and have a one-on-one -on -one meeting with the family. And we could come in for a tour. And just based on the information that was given to them and all of the paperwork and information from his therapist, you know, they would make a decision. Well, so we went for our tour and we immediate when we immediately got there, everybody immediately is drawn to Cortland just simply because Cortland is Cortland and he just has that winning personality. Well, when we got to the school, um, the principal, they were in the school, they were in chapel, um, or mass and they were, uh, so the principal was unavailable to meet with us right away. So they gave us the tour and Cortland absolutely loved this school. He loved the 4k teacher. He, you know, went right in and like adored her. And I knew I felt a level of comfortability at that point with St. John Newman and knew that if accepted, that's where we were going to end up going. Um, so Afterwards, we sat down and went in and met with the principal. Of course, Cortland wasn't interested in the meeting at this point because we had been there for like over an hour and a half. And that's the cute thing about children that have different abilities or like Cortland's on the spectrum. It's like, it's not funny, but to me, it's sort of kind of like you're like when you want to get out of something and but you don't want to be rude and doing, you know, getting out of it or whatever. But then you have this kid that's like on the spectrum and their attention span is like, you know, as short as. I don't know. A second. Um, they kind of get you out of things, but needless to say, um, he wasn't interested in the meeting. He talked to the principal for like a second and he drew him like a picture and he wrote his ABCs and his numbers or something like that, I believe. And he left and went back out with my mom because she did the tour with us. Um, and so I sat in and I talked with him and just sort of kind of explained Cortland's, you know, story to him. And before we left the school, 
he um he said to me we have a place here for Cortland he was like I'll let you go home and you know you can get the admissions packet from Miss Lisa on your way out and he was like you know we have a place here for Cortland if you guys so choose to enroll here in the in the fall we'd love to have him so when we got home and you know I I you know thought about it some more and I was like well you know we had the second initial uh, meeting with the school district um, what should I do so I never make a decision although I am Cortland's parent and the decision is ultimately mine I never make a decision alone um, I have like I said an amazing support system in his therapist and I have an amazing support system in like some of my really close cousins and some of them I sit down and I talk to about things and I weigh the pros and cons with them and I try to get their opinion on what they think about, you know, what would be best for Cortland because they play major roles in his life. Well, in talking to his therapist, they all thought it was wonderful, um, of course. And so that was, you know, kudos, you know, that was big for me. But I also wanted to, you know, throw it out to my cousin Cherie, who is like really, really like a really big part of Cortland's life and also uh Taisha who is also another big part of Cortland's life and just kind of bounce it off them and you know see what they thought about it because their opinions matter I value what they say um especially when they've shown shown such vast interest in you know everything that my child does and they applaud him and you know they encourage him so talk to them about it and you know of course they gave me their opinions and I wrote that down on my piece of paper as well and then I just sort of kind of got on my knees and I, I prayed about it and you know I just asked God that if that was where we were supposed to be then to you know give me the sign well the sign what the sign came when uh principal polls said that we have a place here for Cortland. Um, we'd love to have him here in the fall. We'd love to have you guys as a part of the St. John Newman family. Um, you don't get that a lot or you don't get the feeling that I got when I heard him say those words because of when you're dealing with a child on the spectrum and you go places for the first time and people meet them and they could just be having an off day and then you automatically know that it's something that they can't deal with or they can't handle and you walk away feeling dejected you know like your your heart is just in shambles because you want your child to have everything any other child has as far as education or opportunities and you wish for society not to see their different ability or their differences and you wish for society to understand that just because they're different doesn't mean they're less and that's what I got from St. John Newman and um, very appreciative for them and the time that they spent with us and took took with us on that day and their willingness to allow Cortland to be a part of their family. Um, so we were all set to start St. John Newman Catholic this fall. 
Um, and although the program was a half day program, we would still be able to receive our services where his therapist would be able to come into the home still in the afternoon. A transition I was willing to make just to have my son a wonder a part of this wonderful family. Well, fast forward to about a couple of weeks before school's supposed to start. Um, Margaret, our occupational therapist, delivers me some life-changing news and she's like pretty much telling me that she's not going to be able to be a therapist anymore due to the commute and you know it kind of like I was in tears immediately and y'all she was in tears as she was telling me this because it was something that she didn't want to have to do um she's phenomenal with my kid And I'm not just saying that, like, this woman is the best. And we've only had one occupational therapist. And when you find that one that you gel with and you mesh with and your kid absolutely adores and has gotten most of what he needs from that therapist, you'll do anything to be able to continue that relationship with that therapist. So when she said that she would still be seeing kids that were closer into town, um, you know, how would I feel about this? And so I immediately was like, didn't want to take him from St. John Newman because we had paid all this money for registration fees and all this stuff and whatnot. And So, but I was willing to take a chance. And so I called St. John Newman and I just told them that, you know, we were losing, we didn't want to risk losing our therapist. So we were going to go with something different for the fall. And, um, matter of fact, the lady had just emailed me earlier that day to say that she had opened up the tuition check for that had been sent for Cortland's tuition for the fall semester and the check was made out to the city of Columbia, not St. John Newman Catholic school. Very, very busy day when those checks were put in the mail and they just got mixed up. Tuition check went to the city of Columbia. City of Columbia's check went to St. John Newman so you kind of see how God's working here. And 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 I'm a I'm a strong believer in God, and I'm a strong believer that God has his hands in everything in our lives. So God this was going to happen, but we would have given that money to St. John Newman and not been able to get it back because tuition fees are non-refundable. So that check never reached them. Because that's not where we were supposed to be right now. We're where we're are where we're where we are supposed to be at this point with Cortland as far as education is concerned. So we got him signed up and enrolled immediately into St. Michael's. Um and it's pretty much the same as St. John's. He still gets the opportunity to go to chapel and, you know, do Bible and, 
you know, those things and they have a wonderful curriculum and he's able to keep his occupational therapist. Thank you. Um, and his other therapists also are able to go there and do his sessions as well. And that has been a godsend for us because as I stated, we have changed therapists quite a bit when it comes to speech and early intervention. And that's just something that we didn't need to do with this transition into school. So with all of this, um, it just showed that transition, while sometimes can be difficult, it can also be positive and it can be have a success rate of 95 to 100%. And I am so happy to report that our transition into St. Michael's, into 4K, our first week of school, and even after a long weekend going back into school today, we are just banging them out of the park. We're hitting it out of the park right now. Do we still have some things to work on? Yes. Are there still some transition and redirections that we have to deal with? Yes. Is it perfect? No. And that's what's crazy and lovable and, you know, about this, you know, doing this autism from A to Z. Like, I love just all the the differences that we are faced with on a daily basis and all the challenges that come our way and all the obstacles that try to stop us, but we just kick them and we kick it right on out the way and we just keep going. And I'm just so proud of my baby. Like I'm amazed. And I think I have hugged and kissed and told this kid I loved him so much over the past couple of days that he's probably about to be that little boy that's like, mommy, stop kissing on me. But I am so proud of him because to go from where we were a year ago to where we are today, I know that you can definitely defy every challenge, every obstacle that comes your way with this thing called autism spectrum disorder with any type of special health care need or different ability all you have to do is stay true to your course times are going to get tough times are going to be hard it's going to seem like your day is never going to end you want to pull out your hair you just want to throw in the towel you just want to give up and that is okay It is okay to feel that way because it shows that you are human, just like anybody else out here in this world, that you are human, just like any other parent that's driving Bobby or Susie to dance or football practice. You are human and it is okay if you want to give up and you are human. It is okay if you want to celebrate, if you want to shout your story from the mountaintop, from the rooftop, if that's something that you want to do, it is okay. Because when you make a transition at this level to the percentage that we have made it, I'm going to sing praises to everyone that is a part of our team. I'm going to sing praises to my naysayers. I'm going to sing praises to them and let them know that while you try to count my kid out, he is out here beasting on so many levels. Remember his name because you're going to say, I had that kid one day. I knew him. 
you are going to say, I knew him. Thank you. This has been Cinnamon, Sweet Tea, Southern Mama, Doing Autism, A to Z. I'll be back sometime this week with another episode. Hope you guys enjoy. Have a great day.